Welcome to track number 17 of Agree on the Way. Where we are going to answer questions about the ministry and about the work and about whatever the Lord has laid on our hearts. Amen. So we want to welcome Reverend Saki and Pastor Eddie to help us briefly. Amen. Anybody can start with the first question. Yeah, come. The mic can't get where you are, so come to the mic and ask. Amen. Well, it's quite a simple question, but something has been. I just want to know what is the work of the ministry. When we say the work of the, what is really the work of the ministry? We always the work, the work, the work. What is that? That's why I say it's been it's been baffling me for some time now. So, yeah. The work, the work of the ministry. Do the work of the ministry. What does it mean? Ah. Have, you, have you read the people in the ministry? The, the, the work of the ministry is the work of the ministry. Is that also preaching, teaching, visiting, praying, counseling, premarital counseling, postmarital counseling, and inter in the inter in Okay, intramarital counseling, interaction with church members. Have you read so in the ministry? Has you read the book? Have you read lay people in the ministry? Eh? Have you done the exam? Did you pass? You stopped. I, you, you topped. You topped the Ashanti region. Hey! Really? But, but the work of ministry is in there. Uh huh. But what? Yes. Uh Preach, yeah, you answer yeah. that. So that's it. That's the answer. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's also an answer. You can add it to the answers. All of the above are correct. I tell you. <laughs> I think so. I mean, what you have said, that's it. Or oh, you don't understand what you said? Okay, say it again. Yeah, plus the PVCI. So PVCI taking PVCI to as far as you can possibly take it. Some people have taken the PVCI whilst they are students, they've taken it to the level. When school vacates, it's finished. Some people, whilst they are working, they have taken on the PVCI. So as lay pastors or lay workers or lay shepherds, they have taken... Then some people too have taken this PVCI we talk about to 
full time ministry is the same thing preaching, prayer, word, ministry, counseling, but believing God more to do more for Him in this area prayer, word, counseling, teaching, anything that is good, but be not over much good. Are you okay? Yeah. Is it clear? Yes. Okay, I'll echo your question and then Reverend Saki will answer. I think you can take the mic. <laughs> uh, my personal friend, I, I, I think I have an idea of what he's really trying to ask. You see, the Bible says that God has made us kings. And okay, now that you are preaching, take the microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to rephrase his question. He's satisfied. <laughs> or are you not satisfied? I would have, I would have, I would have seen you after church, but I think to benefit the whole church, that's why I decided to. Yeah, you see, the Bible says that he had, God has made us kings and priests, and I believe what He wants to know is, are we? Is it? Is the work of the ministry only the PVCI, or can you also be doing something which is not necessarily PVCI and still be within the context of the work of the ministry, like? Maybe you are working in a secular, maybe you are a computer scientist and you want to work in the church. You are not doing any PBC, you are not, I mean, you are just a normal Christian, but whatever you are doing is still channeled towards building the church. Is it also part of the work of the ministry? Okay, like you work in the bookshop. Yes, are you exactly. The, yeah, are you working in the ministry if you are working in the bookshop? Okay. Are you working in the ministry if you are driving a pastor? Okay. And things like that. Good idea. And, uh, your answer is what? Oh. <laughs> I, no. No. I, I, I'll give you the order. To <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just share my idea. I think because the Bible says. Um, God has made us kings and priests. Priests, we know, are always sacrificing, like Bishop has taught us. You know, so they are, that's their priestly duties, prayer and more of the PVCI. And then also, the kings have to do with ruling and taking care of. So, it's possible that you might not be called to preach in a certain sense of like the fivefold ministry, but you, you will be working in the ministry. But when you look at also Romans chapter 12, the Bible says that we have different gifts. Some are called to teach, some are called to show mercy, some are called to even give. You can't give if you are not working within, in a certain firm and having a certain kind of income. So I feel that you can, I mean, if you know what your calling is, for example, Bezalel. Bezalel, the Bible says he was anointed in all works of metal wood. That was not prayer per se. But it, it was an anointing upon his life too. I think we should take an offering for you. That is very nice answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Excellent answer. Very so, good. So sometimes, like, like as Larry said, sometimes you'll be called to, you'll be working. What, what it means is that all your intellect, your strength, your time, your, everything that you have is to enhance the kingdom of God. Whether it is in preaching capacity or it is in supporting capacity. When you wake up in the morning, you are whatever you are doing, wherever you go to work, it is for the ministry sick. So you can be a typist. You can either be a typist at VRA or a typist in Lighthouse. 
Now, chapters in VRA is working for the um, for VRA. The chapters in Lighthouse may not be preaching. The person may not be preaching, but she's working for the ministry in the ministry. So it's the same thing. So the answer is excellent, powerful. Right. Any other question? Yes, Rebecca. Say it. I'll echo it for you. you can also sing it. You can also sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Directly doing uh, the PPCI, it means you are doing something related to ministry, but not really a ministerial work. So I want to know the difference between doing something related to ministry and then proper ministerial work. Thank you. It's not easy. Doing something related to ministry or in proper ministry work. Okay, doing a related ministry is doing something that is not proper ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that um, basically the point that Bishop was trying to bring up is that you see, you can be, I mean, like, like um, we said earlier on, you can be engaged in the secular, you can be engaged in the ministry, helping, doing various things, and so working in the bookshop, working in the printing press, working as an administrator, various aspects. And then the ministry, as we see in the Bible, in terms of waiting on the Lord, ministering, like Peter and Co. said, that we will give ourselves to the word and prayer. You know, that asset way. But we need these other hands to be able to do the, if like the frontline one. But you know, you can also still be engaged in what you call, what you call the supporting work and still be very involved in real frontline, like Stephen. Stephen was helping with serving of bread. Um, tables, but at the same time, he was a minister of the gospel. Now, Bishop's emphasis often is that people can you can lose your sharpness if you only concentrate on typing and don't do any witnessing, any any personal, um, if you like, ministerial work. So, as oh, much you, as you backslide in the, ministry, in the church, yeah, you can, you can backslide in the, church in the church. Sometimes the problem you have in the office is that we often have to drive people from the office to go to church. Because the office staff, they are working so hard that when people work in town have come to work, have come to church, they are seen the office working. So you can be in the lighthouse office or in the working for God and backslide. So it's important for you to be involved in the frontline work as it were. So you lose your sharpness as a Christian. But what you are doing as well is supporting the work too. Because if we don't have good administrators and these other people to help with this um, aspect, we will not be able to organize. This camp was not organized by the bishop. He arrived here to preach. But others have gone behind to organize these things. And we need that supporting role for the work to go on. So everyone is doing well. But as you support the work, don't lose your sharpness by sitting back and leaving preaching. This is a witness. Your normal Christian duty for, for others to do. I, I, I hope I'm clear. All right. If you clap for me, I'll give you a good answer. All right. There's a question there. Yes, my brother. No. Please don't you think it's an error for someone to just stand up and say, maybe you are being convinced by what Bishop just said, and then you stand up and say, um, I would like to go to anywhere. To go and establish a church there while God have not called you. God, God says, I'll choose a pastor of my own heart. 
So don't you think it's an error? Because you need to pray about it. Maybe that's not your ministry. Your ministry is not to start a church. Or maybe to support the pastor in another way. So he's asked a question. I think you can answer it all. It's a very good, and a lot of you are thinking about it. That's why you are quiet. Yes. So Reverend Saki will start. And After he finishes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, who can help us? All right, Pastor Ko, help us. Um, well, I do not believe it is error to offer yourself up to do <clears throat> something specifically to, uh, for the work of God. I mean, where maybe you're in the instance where you haven't heard God talk to you specifically about something. The reason is that the voice of God basically is the word of God, which is the Bible. And a lot of these instructions, like you're saying, that it's God who said, I will choose pastors after my own heart. But the Bible is, also tells us that we are a chosen generation. So even without hearing a voice specifically telling you to do something in particular, the Bible directs us as to what to do. And if we also follow the life of Jesus, Jesus said, I must do the works of him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. I mean, if you read all these things and you, you put them together, you will have a desire to do the work. And then you will also have a desire to do anything that is available to be done. Usually, when you walk on that path of obedience, then God begins to specifically direct you into particular fields of the ministry. Amen. Okay. Pastor Larry wants to also help. Do the same on the same thing or other areas. Questions? Okay. The contribution I want to um, make. But do you understand his question? Yeah. Yeah. He's asking whether it's an error to just get up after the preaching. It's like you are emotionally. Moved. Is it okay for you to? I don't think it's an error for you to come to that point just after preaching because you see whatever you are doing now can you also say that God has called you to do what you are doing now you see you are doing what you are doing like we all want to read masters and this because it's a good thing and is there anything better than the ministry you see and the concluding part of Pastor Ko's answer is something I, I also want to emphasize on that. When you begin to choose the path of God, and that is not what your calling is, he will direct your path. Because when David decided that, he just decided God never spoke to him. He called the prophet and said, prophet, I want to build God a temple. Prophet said, it's a good thing, go ahead. The prophet didn't reach the door. And then God said to him, go and tell this guy that He's not the one who is supposed to build me a temple by his son. But because he has decided that, I mean, he thought about me, he has decided to build me a temple, I will build him a house. So it's a good thing. We must, you see, we must believe. And the word, you see, we are doing masters because we believe it will enhance our lives. The word believe, eh, it simply means consider to be true. That is it. So if you are considering that, Whatever masters is good. After this, this is you good. have to take an offering for the man. I tell you. <laughs> then you should also consider, believe, believe that 
chasing the things of God. And if it is not his will, I'm telling you, he will direct your he will direct your path. I tell you. Very good. Good. Good answer. Is it on the same line? Um, I think. Oh, okay. Say it in one one line. I think that um, I remember one time he was just saying that he's not. When he started in ministry, he didn't hear any voice telling him that go and start. But it was his conviction and his desire that led him to do what he's doing. And with time, God has been directing. So it's not an error at all. And after all, we often say that the call it starts with a desire. So if you have a desire, the Bible says that if a man desires the office of a shepherd, of a bishop, he desires a good thing, then he goes on to say that all you need after your desire is that you must not be a drunkard, you must not be somebody who beats people up, you must not be somebody who fights in public. Eh, you must have one wife, one beloved. Is that not so? So, so it's like the license is given us to desire. So I believe what Bishop has tried to do or has done by the help of the Spirit is to improve or increase our desire. Because ordinarily, many of us, our desire is not along these lines at all. Probably without this camp, some would have been going to Massachusetts. Some are going to Papua New Guinea. Others would have ended up in Saskatchewan. Somewhere. Are you getting that? So the increasing of the desire helps us to also walk along the right path and to do the right thing. Any other question? Yes? I thought I saw some more hands here. I don't know why they've gone down. Uh, your questions have been answered. Yes. More questions. You name it where you are calling from. <laughs> go on, go on, sister. What is the difference? Um between someone who wants to do the work of God because somebody is impressing him and then the difference between someone who is doing the work of God because the love of God has pushed the person to do so because you can move forward and say I want to serve God but you will not have the love of God in you seriously it's confusing me so I need help alright okay who wants to Start. There's somebody. Do you understand her question? Okay. I, 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 you want to explain the question? Her question is that there are two people. One person wants to do the work of God because somebody is um, edging her or pushing her or staring, pressing upon her to do it. Another person wants to do the work of God because the love of God is moving her to do it. What is the difference? None, am I right? Is there a question? All right. Which one is better? Um, I think to start with, 
many of us, a quite a number of us have given our lives to Christ. Probably not even because we understood the message of salvation, but sometimes we're really afraid. Sometimes you watch a movie about hell. Then after the preaching, because I remember once Bishop came, take off, and he came to preach, I think one of our house, Katanga or something, and he said something like, some guys were shouting. He said, it's because you are afraid. And then suddenly the whole place became quiet. And that was the place we had a lot of converts. But as you can see, there is a lot of rowdiness still in the place. So I believe that people make decisions based on different reasons. But if along the line, your heart turns towards God really, as Pastor Larry said, you really order your steps to the truth. Because when Saul was called, you know, by God, I believe that his heart was really right. But at a point when his heart turned away, God also blotted him out of the system. And, the, and, and, and you realize also with the Israelites that the Bible says they continued following the Lord their God for as long as the judge who led them knew God. That means that they were following God because of his works. So the psalm says that Moses knew the acts of God. I mean the ways of God. But the Jews knew his ways. So if you follow God because of what what, what um, the act, sorry. If you follow God because of what you have heard and what is impressing you, it's very likely that along the line, you will fall away. So I think the baseline is that whichever decision you take, you must really examine your heart when you are all alone. And make sure that you are really in what you are because that is what you really, really, really want to do. Because one thing I've been asking myself after each session is that we will all go home. Last year, three days after the camp, one week after the camp, if you meet us and you ask me about the camp, we can't even remember some of the verses. But probably all of us cried, all of us yelled, all of us lifted up our hands and we even wrote down our names. But we are here a year after and many of us have not moved anywhere. So I believe at the end of the day, we should really examine our hearts and then let God direct our hearts then we'll end up doing the right thing. Amen. Ah, still answering the question. Larry, want you to say something? Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> I think, I think if you, you decide to do ministry because you are impressed by someone, I don't think it's an evil thing. It depends on what in the person it depends on what you are impressed by in the person. For example, if we decide to follow Bishop because of his success, like he has whatever he wants, like all that he's saying, then that is a wrong motive to follow I mean, him into the ministry. But if you decide to do the ministry because as a student, when he was a student, he was doing this, and you are impressed by that, then it's a good thing. And then also, when even is the love of God that is convicting you to do the ministry, sometimes he does that by bringing, in fact, often he does that by bringing a successful person to you. So you can look and follow. In fact, one of the revelations that has hit me big time recently is in Malachi 3 8, this uh, revelation on tithe that bring you all the tithes to the storehouse and put me now here with. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you a blessing, singular. That blessing, because for me, that blessing is often a man. Through whom all the other things will come. And 
for me that is that that has been i mean the thing for me that the single person in my life who can make anything happen for me is is, is bishop as i just saw i never had any wild dream i just heard his preaching through somebody i wasn't even in lighthouse and i was telling him reverence like at that time he said something that really impressed me because i have i was a christian but and i never saw in the bible that drinking was like don't drink and i heard many people preach don't drink don't drink but i heard him speak the truth that look it's not in the bible that don't in fact there's a scripture in the bible which says don't drink much wine and he said look but this is the only thing which has destroyed more marriages brought more accidents and for me i saw somebody who speaks the truth i said i have to follow this man and as i have followed i'm telling you many things has i mean entered my life so god can lead you if god is there, you bring something you can just bring a man and you must be impressed by the right things so it's the love of god but it's not some spectacular it can be a man who you can say he's a student he did it we can do it the third offering for the resource person <laughs> yeah um julian do the same thing all right Um, I Are you the one they are talking about? Forgive. I one. Uh, yeah, Julian, I don't think you have the right to make any comment this time. I one. Uh, yeah. Okay, the same based on this. Yeah, okay. Um, Rita Charlotte. Who is, the, who is the resource person with the microphone? Move, move. The resource. Hallelujah. Sometimes I believe that our parents, especially our mothers, can urge us to marry somebody because the person is well to do or some they are impressed um, they are impressed by the person. And when you marry the person, the person can make you grow to love him by the person's kindness and um, so many other things that may move you to love the person. I believe that when you are impressed by somebody, like I'm impressed by Bishop and I want to do the work because I'm impressed by him. I'll do the things that he's doing. That is like praying, reading the Bible and things. And I believe that because um, the, um, Jesus said that the word is spirit and is life, as you do the things that impress you about the person, I believe that it will convert and convert you and it will make you come to love God. Amen. Okay. Right. So, um, Is a question. I think that um, the point, the point, um, gift is point, and so we have to understand. No man can, can call anybody into the ministry. God calls us into ministry, so nobody can ever say that I was called into the ministry by this person or that person. God calls us because, but no man takes this on upon himself. You see, God is on who chooses and calls us. So all we do is to preach to you. Just like salvation, we make you preach to everybody. Those who open their hearts receive Christ. When they come for, they are not coming to receive the man, they come to receive Christ. So when you hear the word about ministry and all the when you respond, you're not responding to man, you're responding to God's God's voice. Because throughout the Bible, God's voice has come through men. They hear the man speaking, and God is speaking through the person. And then they'll hear it as God. That's what Paul said that. When I speak, do, do not Paul say that these um, people don't, don't receive as it, as it were the word of God. So when they speak, and you know that it's God speaking to you, 
Because we can be here, all of us can be here like that. And the preaching that we are hearing and so on, like Bibi said, it is like the parable of the sower. By all means, some of the seed will fall onto good ground. We cannot say that 100% all of you here will respond the same direction. Because even Jesus, when he gave the parable, three quarters of the seed fell away, but some yielded good fruit. So as we leave here, some may forget, some may be excited and leave, but we believe that as the word is coming, because the word of God, by all means, some will fall on good ground. And it will yield for 30, 30, 50 or 100-fold. So it is a matter of our openness to God and receiving as it is the word of God. And as you preach and pray, you are so convicted that God hasn't called you to do anything. Don't struggle and don't force yourself into it. Maybe you're not there yet. Are you with me? But as you open your heart, God will speak to you. And when God speaks to you, you respond to the love of God, not to the, not that a man has called you. Because if a man calls you, you are, you are in trouble. But if it's God who calls you, he himself will give you the grace and you will succeed. So receive it as it were the word of God and respond to it as you receive it. And you feel, don't just be emotional about it and then that is the end of it. But if the word of God impressed upon your heart and God speaking to you and God calling you to the ministry, flow along with it. Just do the normal things you do. Outreaches, become a shepherd, move on. You see that God is just charting your path and it's becoming clear and clear as the days go by. Alright? Okay, any other question? Reverend Saki, please. Um, this question is not really ministry. Reverend Saki and Reverend Adi. I'm not the only person who asked that question. <laughs> Reverend Saki and Reverend Adi, I want to know um, when you read um, Malachi 3, the Bible says that you have robbed me in tithes and offerings. I want to know how you rob God in your offering. Like, for instance, if you have 100,000, you paid your tithe, you are left with 90,000. You are supposed to give your offering. How do, you, how do you give your offering that at the end of the day you don't rob God? Because I'm afraid. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> raise your space in, okay? Okay. Okay, train us. Uh, she may not easily receive the response, I tell you. Okay, Larry, hurry up. Um, I think this meeting is a very spiritual meeting. And it must, it must be seen as such. This question she asked, in Sumo, I'm teaching about tithes and offerings. And this is a question that has bothered me. But yesterday, God answered it to me through Bishop. I'm telling you, I'm not here to impress anybody, but I'm just... You know, yesterday, as Bishop was preaching, he said something. He said that, of course, when you, when you get money and you are paying tithe, it's 10%. But when somebody gives you a shirt, how do you, do you pay tithe on that? Now, the way you pay tithe on that is in that offering. Because you don't know, because people have bought things for me. I ask them, how much did you, how much did this thing cost? And they won't tell me. So, how am I supposed to know how much tithe I'm supposed to pay on that thing? By just giving offering. And that offering that I give, for me, my offering is bigger than my tithe all the time. I don't know if you have, somebody dashes me a shirt, I don't know the price. 
let's say it's 200,000. But when I'm giving offering, I give fat offering so that the tithes I should have paid on that shirt, if I knew the price of the shirt is within that offering. Okay. That's what I think. All right. Thank you. Everybody will help with the answer. Yeah, that in tithes, and when you don't give your tithes, it's clear that you are robbing God in tithes. Is that not so? Now, offerings are free will giving. There's no tag to it. But you see, the Bible says that as God prospers you, you must also give in the same proportionate measure. So when you are also prospered, maybe you, you've given your tithe, but you see, after your, your tithe, you are still blessed by God. Are you understanding that? So the offerings you give, normal offerings, must also be proportional to how you are blessed by God. So let's say sometimes you used to give 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. Now God has blessed you. You are now, you have more than 10,000 to give. But you can decide that, well, I've been a 2,000 giver all these times and uh, I don't intend to. It's like there's nothing wrong with it because after all, it's tight that he says it's 10%. But offering, he didn't say I should make it any, it's my free will. So this is what I give. So I, I think that you have to give offerings in a proportionate measure to your blessing. And then look at, look at how you also, what you spend on yourself. And then how, how do you spend, what, what do you give as an offering? Some of us, after we pay, that's all. We make, we spend money, we make our hair, we do everything, we spend all, all, everything on ourselves. When it comes to offering, we are stickless to 2,000. Nothing above that. Pastor can see anything. 2,000 of a offering. That's, that's it. But you know, if you, you are really, you really show, like Bishop said yesterday, your spirituality by your giving. That's how spiritual, not your title, but, but your giving shows how spiritual you are. So it's also lean as you give. You're laying up treasures for yourself in heaven. And if you believe in heavenly things, you will give more generously. Are with so me? So as yeah. you give your tithes, you, we spend money, we buy things, ladies, you're buying earrings, you're buying, you're buying this and so on. Look at how much you give as offering. And that will show whether you are really, really, really moving up in God. And you must graduate. You must move on. You just give 5,000. Move to 10. Tell yourself, I will not give any offering less than 10,000. Because you buy a, a whatever for a mobile phone, top up card, you buy it, and then you within uh, three days it's finished. And you we buy so many things, but when it comes to offering, some of us are so Armstrong. So let's show our spiritual by the way we give. All right, great. Are you okay? Okay. I think Bishop. Last one. Yesterday, Bishop said there are two ways of getting wisdom. One is by using the knowledge you have, like mixing it. And, and the other way is by listening to your fathers. So, I was telling Jay that Bishop said <laughs> that if your father should tell you that don't marry this person, it is wise not to marry that person because they usually, even if the father is not exactly, you know, it is always good to listen to the father. So he was asking, what if your father gives you somebody to marry? Like, marry this person. Do you say that hey, he's your father and this is what he wants, so you should marry the person? This question is a very hypothetical question. 
What do you think? You had an answer. You gave a, a Jerry an answer. Give yeah. give us that answer. Um, I was telling him that um, if this is a don't for your father, then it's better not to do that. But if it is something that he he's impressing upon you, it is your life, and you have to. <laughs> yeah. Um. It is almost like you are disobeying, but it will be your life in the end. Your father will die and leave and go. Because even though he's your father, what if he's not Christian, like I was saying? But he's your father, that's why you have to receive instruction. But if you marry that person and doesn't go well, you regret later. In other words, you will not marry the person. In other words, oh, <laughs> so simply, I will not marry the person. Okay. Well, I think that um, this day and age, it's not easy for a father to choose a wife for sons or husband for whatever, daughters. But the Bible days, they used to choose for them. Isaac met Rebecca for the first time. They just sent some Abraham said, go and look for a wife. And when they found Rebecca, come, no, Isaac said, this is the woman. they married, easy. No, no, no time for beloveddosis. The father has chosen. You know, they used to trust the father's judgment, of course. And the very spiritual person. Marriage is your own life, like um, Grace said, it's your own life. So, as much as uh, you showed, you showed. If I, me, I have three sons. If I see that this girl is a good girl and so on, I will not tell my son, marry, marry her. But organizing dinners and lunches and, and making arrangements here and there, you know what I'm saying? Hoping that all things being equal. Something will happen, and I'll be praying as well. You know what I'm saying? I'll be doing things so that if it works, I'll be happy. By the end of the day, um, I, I don't think that it's, it should be right from to marry this person by all means because it takes more than just imposing somebody for you to marry, it's a bit delicate. And so, so you must find a way. If I say, marry somebody from your hometown or marry this uh, particular person from who is my, my friend's child. And so those things they are quite delicate. So pray about it that you don't get yourself in that complex situation. And, I, and pray for a way out. And and I think that um, in the Bible times, as we are saying it, you recognize that the fathers were spiritual. So they stood in the position of with um, of spiritual authority. So <clears throat> they understood the mind of God. They knew what was good what was in the mind of God and so in choosing somebody for their children they had the spiritual foresight if you like to say that now I think that if it's just a secular father you are talking about then although you have to respect your father honor your father you have to tread with, with care whatever the, if your father says marry somebody from your hometown but if a spiritual father was to say that this relationship think about it I would take it more seriously because it's a spiritual father are you understanding that but if it's a secular father although a secular father also has an authority because they may easily not know the mind of God or stand in a certain spiritual status that I think may be a bit different and even in the church, I can, I can say that Barbara and um, 
Mark, because they were lying down here, I can say, Mark, what do you think about? I can suggest, but it doesn't mean that he must do it because otherwise, when they might have problems, I remember Saki said, You should marry me. You know what I'm saying? So, as even in the church, sometimes we'll say, Oh, this was a good person, consider, think about it. But it's only persuasive effect, not compulsory. The choice is yours. And you are going to, and when you marry and you have, you have problems, because even if you're an angel, you have problems anyway. So when my friend, ah, me, I don't know, they gave me the uh, husband or wife in the church and all this stuff, foolish talking, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, when a suggestion is made, we sit back and we leave you, and then you yourself sort out yourself, as simple as that. I think that is the best approach than insisting on something else. Okay? I think it's, it's enough. Put your hands together for Jesus.